0: Welcome to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast. I'm Gene Newman.
1: And I'm Abby Schneiderman. And today we're going to be talking about advanced directives.
0: Let's jump right in. Abby, what is an advanced healthcare directive?
1: Gene, I feel like you're better at describing things, but I'll give it a shot. Yes. Um, An advanced directive is the combination of two documents. The first is naming a healthcare proxy, and the second is filling out something called a living will.
0: Perfect. So starting with the healthcare proxy, who are they, and what do they do?
1: Who is the healthcare proxy?
0: Yes, and also it could be a healthcare agent, healthcare power of attorney, healthcare Surrogate, there's so many names for it. We always say healthcare proxy because it just really kind of nails it. I don't know. We like the word proxy. Anything with an X really hits harder.
1: I, yeah, I feel like healthcare proxy yeah. seems to be the most standard way of of describing what this person is. But um uh and, and we talk about this a lot in in our book, in case you get hit by a bus. But the um the healthcare proxy is a person that, first of all, that you trust. Um, like that you completely trust because this is somebody who is going to be making healthcare decisions on, on your behalf. And so it's somebody you trust, but also somebody who shares your values or that you think is going to be making the kind of decision that you would be making if you were the one making that decision. And, um, and, and so they should have, uh, hopefully you've had conversations ahead of time. You're not just naming somebody as a healthcare proxy and hoping for the best, but they should have a clear understanding of how you want to be treated in in the event of a medical emergency and be willing to um, follow through on your decisions despite any pressure from whether it be family or doctors.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're definitely going to get into the pressures that people will feel because just because you make these decisions doesn't mean other people in your life are going to be totally fine with them. And that leads to the second part of what uh, advanced directive is and that's the living will. And how would you describe that to a person who everyone's heard of probably what a living will is? How would you
1: describe Okay. That? Right. So again, the advanced directive has two components, the healthcare proxy which we just talked about and then this other thing called a living will, which people always ask me about. They're like, "What's the difference between a living will and a will?" But they're they're actually um, they're 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 different constructs. And so a living will is essentially an emergency medical treatment uh, checklist for the important people in your life, and so your doctors will use it as a guide to to manage your care, and then your healthcare proxy will use it to make sure that what you want done is actually getting done, um, and so it can cover everything from um, now not to be not to be scary or or whatever, but um, it, it can cover things such as life support treatments. Um, if you're suffering from a terminal or progressive illness or an accident um, and you're unlikely to recover, your healthcare proxy and your living will will be the instruments that, um, that help other people make decisions. And the living will can only be used if you're, if you're like, fully incapacitated or, or, and deemed incapacitated or um, mentally um, incapacitated or incompetent by at least one doctor.
0: That's the biggest thing that people sometimes worry about. They feel like if they're filling this out, so if anything happens to me, if I go to the hospital, if I'm put under, this goes into effect. And that couldn't be further from the truth. This is only in dire, serious medical or traumatic situations. It's not something that is used because you broke your leg and you're going to get surgery and they're like, okay, we got to put this into effect and they might not make it. This is only often when someone is either beyond recovery where recovery is very, very unlikely or if they're brain dead.
1: Our lives are too busy to manage everything that needs managing. All of our IDs, important documents, important insurance policies, health and financial details, important contacts, information about your kids, pets. Where can you put everything in one safe and easy to manage place? In Everplans. Our app guides you through all the stuff you need to get organized and helps you keep it that way. No more fumbling around through emails, texts, and other apps to find what you need when you need it. It's all in your Everplan. Download the free iOS app today, or learn more at Everplans.com. Is this just meant to be a guide, and and people are going to and and then the healthcare proxy is someone you trust? So depending on the situation, they're going to be left to make decisions based on the kinds of things that you may have discussed for your living
0: will. Yeah, they'll they'll keep your treatment going uh, for. All the other treatments you need, like for example, if you're in the hospital, if you need certain care, if you need if you need dialysis, if you need certain antibiotics, if you need certain procedures to clear out, you know, any of the issues that you're having, they're going to see through and make sure that you're getting those treatments. This is mainly when it becomes the catastrophic. Do we pull the plug or not? And that is the part where the I don't want get I don't want different. the plug
1: to be pulled. See, I'm just that, saying. That,
0: that that is why you'd want to make sure. That because once you name the healthcare proxy, you put your decisions together, and that's why the living will is important. Because if you say, "I," th- the default is not to pull the plug. The default is keep a person alive for as much as. Right. Long as I mean, I
1: system. want them to work as hard as they can to figure out how to save me.
0: Yeah, and I'm the opposite. I <laughs> want if if there's the slightest hint. I'm like, you pull that plug, literally run in.
1: Then you should not name me as your healthcare proxy because <laughs>
0: I would not do that. That is the, per- the perfect transition because when you're naming someone, and I've known this to happen, person filled out a health, they filled out all this forms, they named someone and they said, well, you know, this is who I named as my proxy and they're going to be doing that. And I said, you better talk with that person because that person is completely against ever pulling a plug under any circumstances. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, have that conversation. They did. And they said, no, I'd never pull the plug. And if I'm in charge, if I'm the one that's making those decisions, there's nothing you can do to stop me. I will keep you alive forever. If I have to put you in the corner of my home with machines, I'm going to do that. And the person got really freaked out and went and redid their documents. Doing the documents is easy. They're free. This isn't, you know, a lot of times you could pay for will, trust, power of attorney. This, we have all the documents on everplans.com. And you could just go hospitals, have them, doctors have them. They want you to fill these out. These are those documents. They're like, we want this information because in those situations, they want to know what to do moving forward without the drama.
1: Speaking of drama, can you name more than one person as a healthcare proxy, or do you have to pick one person?
0: You can, but you'd want to pick one person because if those two people end up fighting, then you're the one suffering throughout the whole process, you could put two people and say, these are co, they would have to decide, but that's why you'd never want to do that. You'd have to pick the one person and tell that one person. So let's talk about some scenarios that have happened. And we've mentioned the biggest one that we remember probably growing up was Terry Schiavo is the one that was drag on. Mm -hmm. We go into the book, but let's just bring it down. You fill out this document. Let's say a spouse fills out their document and says, this is what I want. I want this. They name their spouse as the healthcare proxy. They have their living will. It's on file. They have it with them. Uh, they experience again, a traumatic event where they're not likely to recover. There's not much time left. Spouse says, this is what we're doing. And then the family bursts in the room and says, no, this is what we want to happen. Now with that paperwork, that spouse has much of the power. If they're brought to court, they'll be able to say, we went through this. We discussed this. I know this is what it is. You see it right here in writing. And this is what we're going to do, and in all likelihood, that's what the outcome will be. Now, let's say that paper isn't there, and you didn't name someone. Spouse says, "Well, we talked about, and I'm pretty sure this is what my spouse wanted." The family bursts in and says, "You will not kill our child. We will go to court and we'll fight you." That is our, and they're going to say, "Well, it's my spouse, and we made the decisions. It's my child, and that's where the fights happen." Have the paperwork there and say, "This is what we talked about. I know it's really tough, but this is what we wanted, and it all." We never want anyone to have to bear the burden because I've also heard of families who forced someone to make a decision because they didn't want to, and then blame that person for making a decision. Creating
1: an advanced directive it is at least one step um, towards trying to eliminate the drama. It's really important. And I mean, we talk about people thinking about this way ahead of time, yeah. like when you're totally young and healthy, just and, and revise it over time because you may change your mind. Mm-hmm. So- um, but the, the key is just to do it yeah. and not to let the, the fear of doing this or even like my own issues around superstitions, um, you know, it's, it's important to do this.
0: It can be done so quickly. It, when you look through it, it's not decisions. You don't have to get too granular about that. It's, it's free. Totally free. There's yeah. other directives that are much more involved. That you would fill out with a doctor this isn't one of those this is anyone right now if you go to everplans.com you find the advanced directive form for your state if you're logged into everplans usually it lines up with your zip code and you'll be able to see what your document is and you download it you fill it out and this is where we say where do you keep something like this because most documents you don't want to have your will laying out on you know you don't put your will on the fridge you don't say, hey, here's here's all my trust documents. I'm going to put right there in my glove box of the car. You know, this is well, one of those.
1: Hopefully, hopefully you're using something like Everplans, yes. um, but some where where keep it with other important household yep. documents um, wherever you're storing them, and hopefully you have the physical copies stored somewhere uh, safely, but also online. Uh, whether it's Everplans or or something like Everplans, um, make sure that you keep a copy somewhere that someone can find it.
0: Definitely do not hide this. Don't lock this up. Give it to your healthcare proxy, the person you name, say, I'm giving this to you. And if anyone who's listening has questions, if they've been through situations where they've dealt with it, where they could have used it, if they have other stories to tell us about why it's so important, uh, let us know. And we'd really like, you know, we love to hear your stories. It really helps us helps us understand it better ourselves. So thanks for joining us, and we want to hear from you. So definitely send us any thoughts to podcastandeverplans.com. See you next week.
1: Bye.